My name is Leslie Odom Jr. Keep listening to 89.7 FM, KRUI, Iowa City, your sound alternative. Good morning. It's time for show this week. Remember that 19... billion aid deal that was held up in Congress for a very long time that I've talked about for the last two weeks, it passed. (laughs) So on Friday afternoon, a few hours after I did this show, a man shot one person in a car and then entered a municipal building in Virginia Beach where he had worked for nine years. He was killed in a gunfight with police, but prior to that, he shot multiple people. Several people were wounded, including a police officer, and three were left in critical condition. Twelve people were killed. Those people are Tara Welch Gallagher, Mary Louise Gale, Alexander Mikhail Gusev, Catherine A. Nixon, Ryan Keith Cox, Joshua O. Hardy, Michelle Missy Langer, Lakita C. Brown, Robert Bobby Williams, Richard H. Nettleton, Bert Snelling, and Christopher Kelly Rapp. So, I <laughs> have another... Another sad story, but on Saturday, the body of another black trans woman was found murdered. China Lindsay was from Dallas, and in Dallas, only a few weeks ago, a woman named Malaysia Booker, another 23-year-old black trans woman, was found shot to death. There are currently four unsolved murder cases of black trans women in Dallas. Brittany White, who was 29, and Shade Schuler, who was 22, also were killed. And their cases remain open. Black trans women have the lowest lifespan of any person in the United States. Um, I imagine it's probably even more if they're disabled. The more you add on marginalized identities, the more it decreases. But black trans women only have a lifespan of like 35, I think. So these open cases are only in Dallas, and there are plenty, sadly, of other cases across the United States. But Dallas specifically, especially trans women in Dallas, are worried about how their safety is being protected. Also on Saturday, a trans woman died after being held for weeks in ICE custody. Only four days after being released from seven weeks of ICE custody, Johanna Medina Leon, 25, died at the Del Sol Medical Center in El Paso, Texas. So, a new pumping patch has been created containing millions of living, beating stem cells. This small patch, only three centimeters by two centimeters, is grown in a lab from a sample of a patient's own cells. 
It can then be sewn onto the heart and can turn itself into healthy working muscle while also releasing chemicals that repair and regenerate existing heart cells. Scientists in London hope to use this to repair damage caused by a heart attack. They've already done tests in rabbits, and these show that it's probably safe, at least it's safe in rabbits. So Imperial College London experts say that it should also be safe in humans, and patient trials will likely start within the next two years. So this patch could be really helpful. Could be life-changing for many people who suffer from heart attacks as it's not unlikely to see repeated heart attacks in a person. So you might be aware because it's been going on for weeks since March, I think, that Sudan is currently facing some unrest. So, the military has been forcibly dispersing protesters since April 11th. In April, Sudan's former leader, Omar al-Bashir, was arrested and forced out of power by a military coup. He had ruled for three decades. So, this led to a lot of protests, but also was caused by a lot of protests. Here's how that happened. In December, the government tried to prevent an economic collapse with emergency austerity measures and currency devaluation. This was at the same time that inflation was rising and rising. So after this happened, really simple staples like bread and fava beans and fuel became too expensive for the majority of Sudanese people to afford. And they it made it really hard to live, to continue eating these basic staple diet foods that they had been consuming. So protests began initially about the rising costs, but eventually evolved to demands including the removal of President Bashir and his government. On April 6th, the anniversary of the nonviolent uprising that was responsible for removal of then dictator Jafar Namiri in 1985, so that was the anniversary, April 6th, protesters gathered outside the headquarters of the military in the capital and refused to move. These protests were being led by the Sudanese Professionals Association, a group by of many young doctors, lawyers, and other professionals, dubbed the SPA, but conclude but included a wide range of people. So then Bashir was replaced by a military council, but the SPA and others were dissatisfied because the military was within Bashir's administration. So the weren't actually really getting rid of Bashir's rule, just getting rid of the person. So protesters continued to protest outside the headquarters, defying a curfew. Then, last Thursday, 
Lieutenant General Awad, I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce this, Awad Ibn Auf announced a three-month state of emergency and a two-year transition period to prepare for civilian rule. He appeared to side with the protesters, saying, quote, For a long time, examining what's going on in the state and the corruption, the poor are poor and the rich are still rich, and there are no equal chances for the people. But the protests continued, and he stepped down on Friday, along with the security chief, General Salah Gosh. Then, <laughs> the Lieutenant General Abdel Fattah Abdel Rahman Baran named, was named head of the military council. He was the third leader in three days. According to the foreign ministry, Burhan is, quote, committed to having a complete civilian government. So, here's where the story peaks. On Monday in Khartoum, Sudan, military... It's said that the Sudanese military opened fire to break up a sit-in. Its witnesses say it was actually the Rapid Support Forces, a paramilitary group, rather than the actual Sudanese military. At least 35 protesters were killed and hundreds were injured. The Sudanese military itself denied any involvement. Subsequent violence led to dozens more being killed, including in other cities. On Wednesday, the death toll reached 60, but it's actually believed to be 100 due to following violence. And doctors and activists say the paramilitaries threw dozens of bodies into the Nile in an attempt to guise the number of casualties that actually occurred. As of Wednesday, many protesters are still unaccounted for. So, on Tuesday, the RSF surrounded the sit-in protest site. On this day, Burhan announced that elections will be held in nine months, civilian elections. But the SPA rejects this proposal. Mohammed Youssef al-Mustafa, a spokesman for the SBA, said, quote, Burhan and those under him have killed the Sudanese and are still doing it. Their vehicles patrol the streets, firing at people. We will continue in our protests, resistance, strike, and total dis- civil disobedience. All right. Time for a quick break after that story. And then I'll be back. Are you struggling with your mortgage payments? Call 888-995-HOPE to talk one-on-one with a housing expert about your options. Or visit makinghomeaffordable.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Treasury, HUD, and the Ad Council. As of Tuesday, there are 21 wildfires burning in Alberta. Canada, eight of which are out of control. Two of them specifically have already burned over 700,000 acres of land, 
the Chuckeg Creek wildfire has burned 692,000 acres, and the Jackpot Creek wildfire more than 61,000 acres. These wildfires started in late May and have continued to grow. School districts are closed, and more than 11,000 people have been evacuated via mandate. On Thursday, meetings took place between Mexican officials and U.S. officials. This is happening after Trump announced the eventual imposition of tariffs on Mexican imports if the country does not begin taking, quote, more action against undocumented immigration into the United States along the U.S.-Mexico border. So negotiations began and continued into Thursday evening as Trump imposed a Friday deadline before the first 5% tariff. Trump administration officials indicated that the negotiations were progressing well, but declined to elaborate on the progress specifically. There were over four hours of meetings yesterday with U.S. officials, as well as separate meetings with Mexican government attorneys and officials in the White House Counsel's office. Talks are to resume this morning, although Trump himself is still traveling abroad. Mexico's foreign minister was involved in these talks, and he says that they are looking forward to getting some negotiations figured out. And hopefully that will continue as they talk this morning. He says specifically about yesterday, we had a meeting this afternoon. Tomorrow we are going to retake our conversations. We don't yet have an agreement, but we are advancing in order to reach an agreement that we want. So tomorrow morning we are going to work in one of the maybe last sessions in order to make an effort to have an agreement. He told officials that Mexico has created a National Guard of 6,000 men to be deployed to the country's southern border along the country of Guatemala to help curb immigration that is happening, emigration happening through Guatemala into Mexico and then to the U.S. Finally, my last story. Robert Downey Jr. has announced the creation of a new foundation during the Amazon Re-Mars conference in Las Vegas. This stands for Machine Learning, Automation, Robotics, and Space. He says this foundation will use nanotechnology and robotics to help clean the planet. He didn't offer many details yet, but a website has been created called the Footprint Coalition, and went live shortly after he announced this objective. Downey Jr. will spend the next 11 months collaborating with UN experts and building the organization, and hopes to have the coalition begin its work by April 2020. He says, quote, I have this quiet sense of crisis, and also says, quote, between robotics and nanotechnology, we could probably clean up the planet significantly if not entirely, within a decade.
So that's all for the news today. I will see you next week. Dad bod. Now, the result of the occasional donut always washed down with confidence. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Visit adoptuskids.org. Mm-hmm.